Are you ready for the divine feminine revolution? Let's get vulnerable and go deep. Welcome to the Divine Feminine Revolution podcast. My name is Dr. Megan Monday, your host, and I'm really excited to be here with my friend Valerie Stanton, who is an intuitive guide and energy worker. And I know those are two of my favorite things, so I know we're going to have a really awesome conversation. So I'm going to turn it over to you. Go ahead and give us your brag intro. Tell us all of the amazing things about you. Thank you so much, Megan. It's a beautiful intro that I am building an incredible business online in the midst of a small town economy and <laughs> where I live locally. I brag that I am a mama to a sweet four-year-old who is a huge catalyst in this whole journey of helping me step into my own leadership. I can't wait to share more about that. And a partner of 10 years to a wonderful man who lives in this area. I brag that I am so excited to be here and become more visible. And as I'll share in my story, owning that part of me and being visible is something I hid from for a very long time. So I brag that I'm here. I brag that every day I show up for my business and serve incredible clients and help them to feel safe and then to bring that embodied safety out into the world to meld the divine and the mystical with the practical and to show up with confidence in their lives. I brag that my clients are doing the most incredible things, that some are ending relationships, beginning new relationships, starting new jobs, and they're really getting aligned with what lights them up and living from that fire inside. And I brag that I am leading the way by doing that myself. After so many years of thinking that it would never be possible for me, it's definitely one of those people where I was like, everybody but me can do that. So I'm just so happy to be here. I love your brags and I really can just feel the light kind of shining through as you're describing it. And it's such, I feel like it's such a parallel process to kind of what I've been going through as well. And you know, that's kind of been the awesome part of doing this podcast is like each incredible woman has come on and shared her journey. There's there's so many parallels and it's such a permission blend and such a mirror to what's possible when you really go for it and bet on yourself. So I'm excited to dig in a little bit with you. So tell me a little bit of the before. You know, I'm always interested like in how people recognize that they were a healer. Did you go through like a healing activation or breakthrough? What was that like? Yeah, yeah. I was actually like brought up in kind of two different phases in time. One was Catholicism, which was a little bit less conducive to some of my innate talents and skills. And then the other was more of a universalist faith. And so it involved, you know, on, around my house, dad just all from all different faiths, all kinds of cues and prayers. And I really connected like very deeply with my spiritual side since I was really little. And I would like go to my room and be like really earnestly praying. <laughs> and I love that part of me. And I was just as a child growing up in the society that I was, though, I was definitely labeled as being too sensitive and a space cadet. So nobody was really seeing my 
proclivities like towards being really intuitive and really sensitive and seeing that as something to nurture it was definitely more of a that really needs to be tucked away and so all through my life it was basically felt this huge internal schism of wait a second like I'm I actually have a feeling that I have a lot to share because in my space cadet way I was always picking up on subtle details and like imagery and just like knowing I just wouldn't you know clear cognizance I would just know things and want to connect with people and yet I felt oh those are the things about me that I most have to hide and put away and doing that just meant that I mean I grew up most of my life being really depressed and anxious and just feeling like that internal split between what I was allowed to share and being like, well, all the best things about me are the things I'm supposed to hide, basically, all my favorite things about me. And I got older and I started to, you know, put myself out there more in travel. But I, I mostly worked in restaurants in the service industry so that I could travel and have a flexible schedule. I never could really do like a nine to five job. I never <laughs> just like never worked for me. And then by the time that I was in my mid 20s, I ended up actually going to a plant ceremony, ayahuasca ceremony. And while I was there, you can choose how many doses that you need to take. And I had a, the first dose and I was deeply called to not take a second dose. And what I was actually told was like, you have been doing so much shadow work and like analyzing yourself and you've been in the muck so much but really what you need is to enjoy like yourself more and enjoy the gifts you have and share them and when I was on that journey I was just actually feeling so in my element I was like oh like here I am in the energy plane oh yeah I can I was like I know how to do this And, and it was just after that, that I really started to find your people, find your community, like a job in Minneapolis that had an assignment for a chakra clinic, which these little 20 minute sessions that my mentor, my now mentor would do. And I went there and it was like, just this, such a deep sense of homecoming when I went there and just the wavelength that we were both on and that we could just acknowledge that instantly and that we could just both exist in that way so profound and so right away I knew this is who I'm meant to work with and I just dove into becoming a Reiki master and a yoga teacher and yeah and from there I mean that's just part of the journey but that was definitely where I started deepening my skills and seeing clients I started noticing hey this is this is it. This is what I'm meant to do. And finally seeing that it was possible, but I still was holding back a little bit on really putting myself out there. Like I could kind of go out and then back. And so, you know, my son is becoming a, a mom is a really huge part of my journey because when I had my kid, when I had my, my, my son Leaf, he's four years old now, but when I had him, it was like this instant activation. Like when you said the word activation, that's really what it was. I don't know if anybody watching knows a little bit about astrology, but he, my North known is an Aries. So I'm all, it's all about stepping into leadership and owning my power away from just all the people pleasing stuff. It's very comfortable to me. And he has a lot of areas in his chart. And he just was like, activated me so much. And I was like, whoa, if I want to be, I have to step into leadership with this kid. Like I have to, or else he's just, he's here and he's just going to like, 
everything. But I have to step into this role as a leader. And I finally started to integrate all of those gifts that I had because all of my fears basically came up when I became a mom. And so I started of like lack of confidence, all the things that I thought I had worked through. It was like, they're all here in front of my face. So I started just really, okay, I have to hone in this sense of myself and, and work through that with our connection. And that was when I just got this fire underneath me. Okay, let's really show up in the world and take it to the next level and help people. I love that, Valerie. And thank you so much for sharing your journey. I have quite a few things in common as well. I like grew up Catholic. And, you know, for me, obviously, this is Divine Feminine Revolution podcast. Divine Feminine has been like such a huge part of my spiritual awakening. And it's kind of like cloaked in Catholicism, you know, the sense and the rituals, you know, the Marys and Jesus, you know. And similar to you, like Reiki found me and that was like definitely like the first spiritual activation. And then having my daughter, Luna, was the second. And she also, Aries rising, she's got five planets in Capricorn and five planets in Aries. So you can imagine, I I feel your, (laughs) the immense pride of having a strong-willed child because they will like, I mean, that was one thing as a mom as like sort of like a recovering people pleaser to have to say no all the time and to really have to be, to kind of have a challenge, a challenger yes. <laughs> as a little spirit guide. I actually had a yeah. pastor yeah. my daughter was born and apparently there was a life where she was the guru and my husband and I were disciples. <laughs> it's so funny. I love that as like a metaphor. <laughs> it's like you're wiping the butt of your, you know, so I, I really feel oh, this. <laughs> I feel the same thing all the way down to visibility fears, you know, and kind of same thing for me, you know, like really turning it on full tilt, you know, trying to kind of bring the message of the empath to the world, you know, because in my private practice as a psychologist, I've had so many like creative, empathic trauma survivor clients who really struggled with anxiety and depression. And that's like both the gift and the curse of being an empath is just like, Wow, mm. so deeply. And so for me, like yes. breaking the appointment today, like it, <laughs> even though I can do it, I will love to receive it because it's like a salve, you know, to the soul for sure. Mm-hmm. So yeah, hundreds So how has it been as a sensitive person, like really making a name for yourself online? Yeah, it's been wild. Honestly, I feel, yeah, it's been really wild. There have been a lot of, you know, different layers to pass through. And I am a writer and that's like really at the core of my being too. And so it actually felt really natural for me to use social media as a platform for that because my husband and I, I don't know if anybody watching knows about live journals. But do you have, do you know about live journal? Is that a thing you're no? Okay. My husband and I met on live journal, which was this, it was basically like a, a place to write and gather in different. There was more connection happening. It was more writing, people posting their art, their photography. And- And so bringing that kind of vibe to basically 
And social media has always felt really good to me and really resonant to me to go deeper and take things deeper. So I love that part of it. I always loved writing, you know, but then I had to work through all of the fears of, you know, feeling like too much and, you know, feeling like all the different ways that I could, I don't know, disappoint people or push their buttons or whatever it may be, right? Because there's that part of me that's, well, I just want to be the writer alone in my room. <laughs> I don't really, that part of me, it's always a little bit of a, you know, to ex exhale it out and extend that energy out into the rest of the world. But it's been really fun at the same time. I'm somebody who enjoys, I would say, challenges. The envy. I get like, I've called myself like an internal work adrenaline junkie. Like I don't really have that going on amusement park rides, but I do, I do get a little thrill, you know, around being like, okay, this is edgy and cool. Like I'm going to walk into it. So it's been really fun and I've connected with amazing human beings through doing it too, which is the best part. Yeah, that really has been the biggest gift for me as well. And really gave me kind of the idea for the podcast to like kind of feature people in this way. Because I think sometimes we we see people like they have the huge success and not always along the way in the journey. And so it's kind of nice to hear like mm -hmm. the full, full story, including like the purple stuff. Mm -hmm. I like that like, yes. reframe about like the kind of sensation seeking online. I think that's a good like reframe for sure. So I love in your group, you really kind of specialize on the empath journey and you work with like sensitive rebels, badass empaths and magical misfits. Like I just love that <laughs> wordsmithing there. And I relate to you. I was curious about your human design, if you know it, because I'm wondering if you have like hermit vibes. Do you know your, do you happen to know? I I am actually, so I am a manifesting generator. Okay, MG. But mm -hmm. that, are, are you a two? Manifesting generator, I think. I can't remember if it's a one, three or a three, one. I'm like the investigator martyr is, okay. my, is my profile. Okay, so that's like your, you know, ones are like really excellent teacher. Yeah. And then threes, I, I hate the word martyr, you know, because I myself have tried to overcome all this martyrdom that was just kind of like in my ancestral line. Well, but, you know, the the martyrs really are like the adventurers and the like experiencers. And so like, they sometimes have to learn the hard way because that's what they're going to go teach. Yeah. So like they're learning, like they say with yeah. the three. three. Yeah. You can't tell you that the fire's hot. You have to go be like, oh, it's that hot. <laughs> and touch it yourself. So I don't know if that resonates, but yeah. I, I definitely yeah. yeah. agree they are powerful healers, but they've also had like their share of, you know, living through it kind of things. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, wow. Oh gosh. Yeah. yeah. That's very much. Go ahead. That's very true. And I think that it's funny because even years ago, so many years ago, I was inspired just along the vein of sharing on social media. I was really inspired to start making YouTube videos. And this is kind of before YouTube was like the super polished version that it is now. Like now if somebody makes a video, it doesn't have to be, but many of them are just like Shh, the lighting and everything is perfect. And it's like, I want to make YouTube videos and I felt so shy about it. But I was always really called into that same process you're explaining, which is I was always wanting to peel the curtain back and be like, hey, like you can have all the fancy lighting and like you can do all these cool edits. Like that's beautiful and wonderful, but I've always been 
more on the vein of, I want you to know that if I can do this, like you can do this and make it really bring it down to that human level. And that was the inspiration with that. And all along the way, I find that, um, you know, with time, I, you know, like to tweak things like aesthetics and make things look nice and feel nice. But I'm always more concerned. <laughs> I'm also a Virgo. I'm always more concerned, too, with just like the the energetics of it. I'm just like, I always come back to, okay, are, is, are my energetics on point? And that's the thing that I really concentrate on the most. And that's the, the thing as well that I find reaches people for me too. So it's been kind of like me just identifying that for myself, that for some people who have a more of a natural proclivity towards like polishing everything and making it look just right. I've kind of owned that, like, I'll, you know, I'll get there when I have a team to help me do that. But I'm really more in the energy of like, hey, let's just do this and let's just have fun and let me just feel my energy and just know who I am through what I'm sharing and not make it perfect. And that has given me a lot of freedom to share what I'm here to share. Exactly. And I think letting it flow through you. And I think that's such a perfect message for me at this time, because I'm really working on launching like a YouTube channel in 2022. And I legit watching video editing, like I was falling asleep to like Final Cut Pro. And I'm like, okay, maybe I can lose this stuff in my sleep. I don't know. So I think that that's so good. And I think you're absolutely right. The, the energy is what conveys and the energy is what is so powerful. And I think that's been one of the big lessons for me is just like letting the information channel through and not even when it's especially on this podcast, but also just in healing work with people. You know, even if I don't understand why I'm talking about this or what the message is, just like recognizing that it'll be like revealed and that it's like meant to be. And then usually the person across from me will be like, oh my God, I so needed to hear that, you know? And so yeah, I just, beauty of that like synchronicity and in the authenticity, I think after COVID, you know, and the rise of social media in itself, I think people are sick of perfection. We don't want to hide anymore. We don't want to, you know, I think that perfection like divides people. So I think, you know, what I think this, you know, 2021 is such a major year as far as paradigm shift. Like, I really think it's going to move more mm -hmm. in feminine receptive where it is more about like the motion, emotion rather than contrived. Yes. Oh, love to break. Yes, that was exactly when, when COVID hit and I started just feeling it so strongly. I was like, I like felt this massive energetic shift and I was like, whoa, I was like, this is the time to actually start bringing my stuff online, you know, really to like really start that process. And I did just start to sense things that I think that were just, it seemed like in mainstream that things that were, that were made fun of and totally called woo and whatever, right? Like I started feeling this big shift of woo, all of a sudden this is changing. I mean, I've noticed it with astrology where it's like people who would not be caught dead before even mentioning anything, you know, they'd be like, about astrology now it's becoming mainstream it's happening really quickly a lot of these shifts are i mean and i started noticing before i even felt it's so strange for me to even to say this but it's i even felt like i wasn't totally totally out as like an energy worker like it's what i did but i wasn't you know i was still being like a mom at the same time which i still am but i was 
staying home with my kid. And so I was just kind of fitting it in whenever I could. And it was kind of more on the down low. You know, I had a bunch of clients, but instead of the same folks were coming to see me and I hadn't really broadcast that. I really advertised it. It was like the people would kind of find me. And once once COVID hit and everything was shifting, I was like, whoa, I was like, I feel this great receptivity to all of this. And I was like, this actually feels like a part of me knew in this lifetime that this shift would happen. And like, I'm here for it. Like, I've always felt like I'm incarnated at the right time. I was never like, I wish I was from the 1600s or whatever. I was like, no, this is the time I I'm going to be here right now. Like, this is a wild ride, but it is a cool time. I think it's a really cool time to be an energy worker and to be somebody who's tuned in. Yeah. And I really believe, like, we've talked about it several times on episodes, just, you know, 2012 was like sort of the end of the mind calendar and this like bookend. And then I think yeah. 2021 is, in my mind, the divine feminine revolution. That's this like matriarchy mm-hmm. and I think to balance out like the masculine and the feminine. And it's so needed. And I was kind of giggling listening to you because I remember this was probably years ago. I mean, maybe this was like 2012. It was a while ago, but I remember seeing like a salt lamp on the cover of Bed Bath and Beyond. And I was like, oh my God, it's happening. It's coming mainstream. So I agree with you. I'm an allergy buff and it's so awesome to see people kind of go for it. And I kind of relate to being like in the broom closet as well because I did my Reiki training while I was in grad school to become a psychologist. And so the two really used for me. And so the healing and psychology just like they fit like this. And so I would get all these like beautiful, sensitive empaths into my office and we'd be like pulling Oracle cards and we'd be doing some EMDR training and, you know, and I would do astrology readings and then psychology or human design came into my life and now I'm doing human design readings and it's so helpful. You know, someone who maybe has ADHD or something, you know, that could be one way to call it. Or maybe what I find is a lot of those people actually have both of their head centers open, which makes them like a very divine channel. And I was kind of giggling when you were saying that because I feel like our kids, not just me and you, but all of these kids coming in have like superpowers and such potent energy. I mean, they are in their magic. They know their kosh, you know, they're in it. Like they have superpowers. And so I'm so excited for, I just turned 40. So like, I feel like my generation, which was like 81, you know, kind of the the beginning of that, like indigo vibe. Like we're starting to kind of get middle aged, and so we're like rising up the more traditional like power structures in our career and stuff. And then I say like your generation and you know millennials and younger. You know I'm just so hopeful for the future. And I had a teenager be like, oh, like you don't have a lot of faith in us, and I'm like, no, I have all the faith in you. You know y'all are take over. And you're like awake, and you know you're spiritually yeah. connected. Have these gifts and. Finally, it's getting mainstream, acceptable to, I saw someone say something about, oh, human design or some of these things have become so cliche, you know, and I'm like, hell yeah, cliche. Fuck yeah. It means people like, oh, that, you know? <laughs> that is yes, totally. Yes. Yes, exactly. Business people. Like, it, yeah, I love that too. I, yes, I'm so with you. It's so fun. Yeah. And I, and I love it. Time just as things are collapsing, but I think just like recognizing, especially we just had that, you know, Sagittarius eclipse, like such a huge new beginning and new chapters opening up for all of us. And so it can be, I know for me, I've already had a bunch of endings kind of happening all at once. And I'm like, oh my God, what is happening? 
I'm just like, yeah. no, girl, it's making way. Like it's clearing the path for you, you know. So just for anyone out yeah. there watching, having stuff like leave your life rapidly, just wish it on its way because something better is coming in. Yeah. Uh, oh my gosh. Yes. Uh, yeah. I so I so I so love that you are saying that about younger generations because I connect with that so much too. And I think that that's like I know that there's devices and it's like people are always talking about oh kids and like they have all these issues. And I'm like I don't know. I we're doing great. And everybody has their own, every generation has their own challenges to work through. But I am so, I mean, I'm amazed having conversations and even hanging out in the younger social media spheres like TikTok. When I'm, just, yeah. and I'm like, y'all, the kind of ideas and conversations that are circulating around these younger groups are incredible. People are talking about things like trauma. You know, they're talking, they're just having all these conversations about things that, you know, it has taken you know, like me and my friends, a long time to start to unpack and unravel and have language for. So it's exciting to me to see how accepting of diversity and how yeah, there's just so I'm I'm excited. I'm excited for the future for sure. Yeah, I am too. And I think, you know, I heard I think it might have been from Kryon I was talking about like millennials basically like they just will out of a broken system like I feel like some of the older generations we had that like martyr complex of just oh this is just mm-hmm. in it yeah but I think even more for the crystals and that you know all the different rainbows and you know all the different kinds of kids like first of all when they have parents like you and me they don't even have to go through that like years of bearing the gift you know they just get to have it with them like all of the time and so I think that that's super powerful to be in, you know, like an open-minded, like spiritual, like freedom-based family. Oh, yeah, you're back. Okay, I think I lost you for a little bit, but <laughs> but I think I got the, yeah. Yeah, I think it's really powerful to, to, I was just sort of saying, like giving the gift to our kids that they can be who they are from the beginning you know and they don't have to hide oh their gosh. yes that was what got me so inspired as a parent to be like oh there's so many things so many things i don't know about doing this job and as i was going through i was like if this was like a jobby job you know i'd be like i would have been like oh not qualified sorry <laughs> i shouldn't be doing this and because i was like well there's no way i'm gonna quit this job <laughs> then it staying with it to that level because it isn't really intense being a parent if you're really tuned in to your kid I mean it's a lot and it has helped me to grow more than anything else and so just sticking with it and being so devoted to that has given me more confidence than pretty much anything else in my life and that it's like what you were talking about of opting out of the systems that's kind of what here at that's kind of what I felt like when I was growing up. I was like, wait, I can see all of this. I'd be like, I see this. I don't want to do that. <laughs> I'd be like, I don't want to just go to college and get married. And like, I could just see all the pathways I wasn't interested in doing. But I did not have the confidence to say, oh, and this is right for me. And I'm going to forge the path that's right for me. And I'm going to invite other people to come along. That didn't really happen until after I had a kid, because the whole way along, I was seeing what I didn't want. And I was identifying that about the structures at play. But I wasn't saying, 
oh, I'm here. I'm here's what I really do want, and I can trust that I can help create it and be a part of that proactively in a big way. So, well, yeah, what you're saying, I'm like, yes, being able to give that to the kids right off the bat. Oh my gosh, it just lights me up so big. And I know you can probably feel that energy with your kids, but particularly as they get older and like more verbal, like my daughter like is constantly, she's definitely obviously like psychic healer, truth teller, but she's always like just telling me, you know, like she's just paradigm shifting me all the time. Wow. Like she was asking, she's got this thing about like wanting to be president as many girls do. And it was just like, do you have to go to college to be president? And I'm like, well, I'm like, by the time you're of age to be president, like possibly no. And she was like, well, she was like, in your age, did you have to go to school to be president? And I was like, yeah, you did. But you know what? It's changing. <laughs> I loved. I have learned some of the best. Like, I feel like YouTube has saved my life. Like, I've learned so many amazing things, from, like hula hooping all the way to like spiritual enlightenment to, you know, you literally, information is power and there's so much information out there. And I think as more and more healers are stepping into the spotlight, it's just, you're right. It's like such an exciting time to be alive because things are really shifting and, you know, we're here to create something different, you know, and I really feel like it's my truest hope. And I really do believe it's possible to have something like world peace, you know, within our children's lifetimes, you know, and it's just about, you know, embracing that connectiveness and not letting like labels or, you know, oppression or patriarchy and systems like you know, divide us. Yeah. 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 So there. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It just gets me so excited to talk about, about what we're building and what's coming and just highlighting that. Cause obviously there's a lot going on, you know, in the world right now, but I love having conversations about what we're working towards. And that's honestly, the core of my business and why you know I mean I don't know if you feel like this but I mean I can really feel that sometimes and sometimes it can feel like whoa like I'm existing in an environment that's not always conducive (laughs) to what I'm doing and it's really about calling in the community and calling in you know taking some steps to create that environment. That's a really big part of the work that I like to share with people, you know, and I think that instead of having daily practices be about doing something right or like having to just check it off of a list, it's kind of like, well, what kind of environment are you helping to create for yourself to thrive? Because it's not necessarily a given, you know, that everybody else is operating on that wavelength. It's not like we're just stepping into that automatically. And so I think being able to be like, okay, I'm creating both the environment for myself to thrive through some of those practices and just through, you know, practicing being, you know, listening to ourselves and being intimate with ourselves. What do we need on a daily basis? So it's a pivotal shift. Yeah, I I think we're really to this being like a crunchy mom. You know, I... I started my psychology private practice. I like invested in a new office right as I found out I was pregnant. And this was 2012. And so I was really like mom boss, like thrown into it. And in some ways it was harder because it was like a brick and mortar business. There was overhead and 
you know, compared to online, I think that's like such an awesome advantage and why I'm so excited to shift eventually to like exclusively online. But I was like, just remember like seeing clients and then I'd be like nursing and then I would like get off such a kind of like beautiful, but like very intense time. And um, I remember like during the first part of with COVID, I remember my daughter just like we, she went to spring break and then just like never came back, you know, they closed everything down temporarily for a month or two or whatever it was. And every day she would hang on her yoga trapeze and she would be like, this is the best day ever. (laughs) And I remember this moment where it's maybe I don't have to go back to my life. Like maybe we don't have to go back to like work and school and we can just enjoy this like beautiful sanctuary, like in our home and our life and everything. And I'm feeling that vibe. I did go back, but I'm feeling that vibe come back again. And we've been like kind of fantasizing about like doing homeschool, or, you know, maybe homesteading and just like living the little like crunchy hippie lifestyle. And, you know, I, I feel like you've got some of that going. And I think it's just really beautiful that I think being an entrepreneur and particularly having an online business, like it just gives you so much freedom to really enjoy mm-hmm. your life. Obviously, you can make a lot of money, you know, eventually, but I feel like the time freedom piece and just like the reach and the impact is like so amazing, particularly like for mom bosses and entrepreneurs. So I just want to say for all of you listeners out there who are mamas and I'll say dads too, but particularly mamas, you know, like pat yourself on the back because you know, sometimes you want to be like, so I know for me as an overachiever, like I've got big soul mission, you know, but I know my biggest mission is raising my daughter, you know, and yeah. raising it that, that I get to spend time with her, you know, and that has been the biggest gift. And I'm excited to kind of see where that goes. So I work with a lot of young moms in the sense of like, they have kids zero to five. And I think there is you know, your soul is like pushing you along for this big mission, but it's also like so hard to function when you have like toddler age kids. And so I'm like, listen, honey, like in two years, it's going to explode for you because, you know, as they get older, like you've got a little bit of your like independence and life back and you can like, you know, form a complete sentence and <laughs> without someone like needing something from you. <laughs> Well, tell us a little bit, we've kind of touched on it some, but tell us a little bit about what is your vision of what's happening like with the world? Because I know there's a lot of fear out there and I think the fear is what blocks the light. So just kind of curious if you had a wish for the world or as we're seeing these paradigms shift, just any thoughts you want to share with the audience? Great question. I actually like really felt the same way that you did when you were talking about I love it. It's called Divine Feminine Revolution because that was another big message that was coming through in 2020 when I was like, oh, I feel this huge energetic shift, receptivity that people have to redefining the idea of success, right? People are now, you know, we're now spending time at home. (laughs) The connections and relationships in their life were just like front and center for them. And to me, as a Cancer Moon, that's what it's all about: is connection <laughs> and like loving yeah. your people. And I was like, oh, it just lights me up so much to start to flip that and help people come from that place. Of, hey, like it all gets to start with your relationship with yourself, having the most beautiful relationship you can have. 
because you're going to see that and get that mirrored back to you everywhere. And so I think this has been about a time of really starting, like you were saying, nurturing those qualities of things like receptivity and rest and valuing ourselves and unplugging. I mean, I see it as being like, you know, kind of some time to unplug from, I call it the like heartless capitalist machine of just, you know, the patriarchal system of just being like, hey, you don't have, wait, when you plug into it, you know, I think it can be the illusion that we're only like, it's just, we just have to do that. But it's also like, we're kind of fueling, it, you know, by thinking we have to be in that paradigm. And so the cool shift is I, I see a lot more people, right? It takes time in the physical world to build that. So I honor that I'm building and <laughs> I'm building it too. But just seeing how there's so many ways to make this switch. And I just feel like that's what it's all about right now. It's about connection. It's about connection to earth. It's about connection to yourself. It's about taking the, that time to start to re, I mean, really for me, it's like redefining um, the relationship that we have internally, it just affects everything else. And the more time that we've had with ourselves to do that, I saw it as being just such a blessing. And I had a really big influx of clients at that time who were like, yeah, I'm ready. I'm here with myself and I'm ready to start to form that relationship so that I understand how to bring that with me, you know, outwards. So I just am like, yes, folks, anybody who's going through this time, yeah, there's so much fear and there's so many systems that are like burning down and yet you know come back just come back to that core of who you are and what you desire how you desire to be connected in this world because I feel that it's just lit up right now you know whether it's like connecting with a tree connecting with yourself connecting in all of these different ways like it's just such a ripe time for genuine connection that's what I'm really feeling and I'm just feed me so much yeah I'm totally vibing with that I mean I feel like yeah anytime I get to talk astrology I'm so excited but I'm a cancer Capricorn rising Sag moon and so like my whole coaching journey is sort of like investment started with those cancer Capricorn eclipses and it was kind of like I don't want to do this 10 years of business anymore as in the psychology practice and then, you know, we've had two years or 18 months, I think, of the sad South Node release. And so I feel like that's been such a big paradigm shift post or, or COVID. I don't know if we're post it yet, but, <laughs> you know, through this COVID time is I feel like we've released all these false beliefs. And I think compared to a year and a half ago where like I was going to buy a building for my office and you know, we like had the certainty that I think in post-COVID world, we don't have that certainty, but it's like maybe kind of a good thing because I've just been really reflecting that so many, you know, it started with like this scarcity and hustle stuff, you know, like these things that I've been yeah. taught overachieve, like they can kill you, you know? And so it like, started with changing that belief. And then, you know, with, the eclipses being on my moon, it's been like rewriting what like emotional fulfillment feels like and food. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Recognizing that these beliefs, like, you know, they, they help us make sense of the world, but ultimately like they can be the imprisonment. And that's why I love that you said like you're feeding into the machine when you're going along with it. And so if anybody's out there like me feeling like all of their belief structures are crashing down, it's good. It's like we're the phoenix, you know, we're burning it down to rise it up in a way that is more ultimately like sustainable, fulfilling, inclusive. Yeah. 
just, you know, so yeah. I'm excited for those things. But it can be like disorienting. It's like you got to like kind of go with the roller coaster ride. <laughs> I'm trying to control it. Because, you know, you're along for the ride and none of us are getting out of here alive, right? <laughs> so, well, I've really enjoyed the conversation with you, Mallory. I feel like you're a soul sister and I just love seeing, I actually really love the fierceness of the Aries. Like I don't have any Aries energy, but then I had all my, do- my daughter like came in and gave me that gift of the fire, you know? And so I love that blend of this. I feel like you've got really like compassionate, like sweet vibes, but then you got like that inner fire that like gives you the drive to go for it. So I'm excited about that. Well, let's let's hear how to work for with you, how to find you, plug anything that you're selling right now. What do you got going on? Yeah, awesome. Okay, so right now, please go and join. If you vibe with what I'm saying, please go join my Facebook group, Sacred Wild Leadership. It's all about stepping into leadership as a sensitive person and, <clears throat> and just being able to resource yourself so that you don't just feel drained and overwhelmed, but you can really... Step into that next step. And then also I have right now two spaces available starting in January for one-on-ones with me, six-month container. And it really is both moving into that like nurturing side, helping to start rewrite those beliefs, give yourself a sense of safety. It's full of energy work and somatic work, all kinds of different things woven together. And then through that six months, we really worked for you to be able to step forward and start sharing your gifts more. It doesn't matter on what level it is, but it's to be able to start stepping out and having me supporting you as you are venturing out and that feeling, the wobbly feeling that comes with having somebody to hold you and that frequency of what's really important to you and why you're doing that so you can message me you can join the facebook group for that and i have lots of links in there for you to schedule a call with me a free discovery call where you can learn more but just stay tuned there'll be a lot more coming up so anybody who vibes just join the facebook group follow me on my socials and i'd love to connect more that's so much fun I think it's such a destiny activation point that we are at with the closure of 21 into 22. And I'm open for one-on-one as well. And I feel like it's such a great time to invest in yourself because, I mean, Venus is about to sit on top of Pluto. Like, it's such a powerful time of transformation that, like, if it's like a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, you know, and to have that support. And I think to have the combo of, like, coaching and healing is just... Mm-hmm a gorgeous container because you've got like that structure and you've got the support to kind of make some magical shit happen. <laughs> yes. Thank everybody for watching. I so appreciate all the listeners. Thank you for your support. And we will see you next time. Go check out Valerie Stanton and join Sacred Wild Leadership and come see me on the web. Bye everybody. Thanks, Valerie. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Divine Feminine Revolution podcast. Make sure to subscribe and leave a five-star review. Want to keep the conversation flowing? Find us on Facebook at the Divine Feminine Revolution Facebook group, where revolutionary women gather to listen to their hearts, monetize their gifts, and change the world.